this life, gotta make your own deals Chase your own thrills, pay your own bills On the outer loop, sitting on chrome wheels Phone synced up to the newest chrome bills On air, who cares if it's right or wrong? I just care which guests they invited on Without a minute to stall And there was liquor involved with some hype songs And the night is young Right on cue, the talking begins And we check out what Steve Bills got on the blends A bit grimy a backdrop from the late 80s to the mid 90s Till it finally takes us to a rhythm that works And K. Chrome spits a verse that he didn't rehearse Both flex skills proving it's all in So gather round for the newest installment Chrome Bills Episode number Alright, Chuck, you recording? Yeah, I'm good Dude, you recording? Alright, yeah. We're good We're into it Let's do it Chrome Bills, episode 92 Finally, dude, as I like to call it, well, Dude Computer and El Sphinx of Pig Food Records are joining us to discuss the new El Sphinx album, Brain Cave Deluxe. Would you say they're a sponsor of the show tonight? Friends, friends of the show. Sponsors friends of the show. Of the show. Sponsor of the show. Checks in the mail. A subdivision of Ixrafo, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Segways into one of my first questions of listening to the album. So, the Ixrafo reference, among other things, and some of the Red Man samples mm-hmm. with... Redman being one of my favorite rappers, I'm just out of my own fandom and curiosity. L or Bobby, where where do you rank him on MCs, and was it a concerted effort to include, say, more of an influence from him than different rappers from that era? Um, he ranks pretty pretty easily at the top of my list. Um, oh, yeah, without question. Um, I think his his influence just shines through. You know, it's it's just apparent in how the album came to be um i don't think it was really a, a, an effort or a decided thing it just kind of happened that way uh, the thing that stood out to me in terms of you mentioned you know, have you have a couple of different allusions to his work but uh fuck off the hook we leave shit disconnected and then the way that you guys flipped that sample into the pork swordsman how did that come about was that an idea you had or was it already in the beat no yeah cats sent the beat to me and um we had nothing between the verses as far as the hook goes and it just i i heard it and i i tried it out and it, it came together it sounded good and we rocked with it that's it yeah. i mean it's so crazy i bet live that must just blow people away definitely have you guys and done would, that live yet it killed at the release party yeah. okay yeah we just okay. did that one up. time and i would say that the album brain cave deluxe has a little bit and cole i know you're gonna nod with me on this <laughs> It has a little bit of a dare is a dark side feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean that as a 100% compliment. Like it's it's more a trip to listen to the album from front to back just as fun as it is to pull individual tracks off of it. Right, right. I appreciate it. You know, that's flattering. Um and that w- that was the uh that was the aim, you know, to make it a trip, a journey, not th- you know, not through the dark side, through the brain cave deluxe. But I'm glad it came out the way it did, man. I couldn't be more What's, pleased with it. It's interesting you use the word trip because I'd heard, uh, I I think I'd seen the Pork Swordsman video and then when I saw that Jack Progresso was on the record, how how much does substance uh, influence your creative process, to put it gently? That was well well played. Oh, quite a bit. (laughs) I can't even lie. Okay. (laughs) Now, are we talking like high fructose corn syrup or like heavy shit? Like ayahuasca? (laughs) Ayahuasca. Nothing nothing that crazy. That's that's a journey to, uh, to be taken in the future um but yeah yeah I, I get into some weird shit yeah i think on track one you said you saw a light come out of the wall and that kind of shaped your stream of consciousness flow yeah definitely. Is, that, is that is that a true story 
There's some truth behind that, yeah. All right. That actually well, the, the, uh, the entire the the entire cellar door song and so I we got to give a little context to the okay. Chrome billionaires out there. El Sphinx is down with Pig Food Records, which is uh, the heavy hitters on that are Duke Computer and Dan Desmatic, who we've had on the show. Probably the best interview of all time, Agreed. if not the history of Chrome Bills. Agreed. 100%. But uh, so we, I personally, so is Chuck, and then eventually Steve have had a long friendship and uh, relationship with the Pig Food Records cats. So eventually when we found out that we were putting, I remember talking to a dude like two years ago, and he's like, we're working on the L record. And I thought, I was like, holy shit, you signed Ella Sensei and LP to do a record together? <laughs> but then, so I was like, all right, so I know what dude, I know what Des do. We've played a lot of their music on here, and I was interested to see the angle that El Sphinx comes from. How did you link up with Dude Computer and Des? You know, were they ever like, hey, like, try to be more like bully shit talkers like us, or did they just give you free range to do what you want? <laughs> nah, they, uh, you know, I actually um, met them... What was it through Ace the Grappler? I think I feel like I I came out here um, for Ace the Grappler show, who's who's an old friend of mine, and and linked up with them in that capacity. Yeah, um, I mean, I think there were actually uh, there were a handful of shows a long time ago that uh, El Sphinx and Doomfist were both on the bill for. Okay, uh, long before there was a giant gorilla dog thing or a pig food records. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, I mean. And then there were some years in between that where we didn't really speak at all. And then Bobby started coming to Albany more. Well, what just happened? Yeah, somebody just dropped out. I think it was one of Bobby Mitch's. stopped coming to Albany because he one. left the fucking Chrome Bills <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just one of the Mitches. <laughs> uh, we lost one Mitch. Yeah, then we just kind of, you know, linked back up and he was making music that didn't suck. So figured like, let's, let's <laughs> Is help he still? in whatever way we can. Is he still there? That'd be important for the interview if he was actually there. Bobby? Um, you there, Bobby? I'm still here in presence. Okay. Okay. Right, cool. cool. Yeah, we couldn't see you on the screen. We're pulling back the curtain a little bit. Bobby, are you from upstate New York, like the Albany area? The area, yes. Um, I, I now live in Albany, but I'm originally from, you know, a little further up north. Okay. Where's that? Just that, out of curiosity. That would be a small town called Gloversville, New York. Okay. okay. I bet. How'd you end up down in Albany? Because this is where the rap stuff happens. Yeah, it's so it's so ill that you say that. I feel like you know, obviously New York, L.A., eventually Minneapolis became a place. I feel like Albany could be one of those cities where people start migrating to. A because the weather's so great. Oh, it's beautiful <laughs> here every single day. <laughs> it's either it's either minus eight degrees or one hundred and twenty degrees with two hundred percent humidity. Yeah, it's that I, today. Yep, I had to roll an entire stick of deodorant up my back before I, <laughs> before I entered the house. That's got it. You know what? It's interesting because I remember talking to like uh, some some people out of St. Paul or Minnesota. They would always say that that because you were so you spent so much time cooped up because of the weather, you had no choice but to be creative. Do you find? Like, do you seek out isolation for your creative process? Do you like to be more collaborative with working with people? Does the weather influence your desire to stay inside? Absolutely. And how many drugs do you take? <laughs> Absolutely. Isolation uh, with the creative process is very important to me. I kind of just shut the whole outside world off. I'll sit at, you know, a desk or the kitchen table and and I'll, 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 I'll twist my brain a little bit. I'll pour some shit on my brain and... um. Hmm. I, I don't even want to talk to my girlfriend when I'm doing it. Like, she has to be in another room. And you say that very adamantly throughout yeah. to you. Like, 
bitch, I'm writing. Right. <laughs> no, nah, 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 it's not that serious, but yeah. I, Go I wait do. on the stoop. <laughs> <laughs> you Honey, come back December. in for the chorus. <laughs> Did you ever try to get your girl to freestyle with you? No, never. Yeah. I've seen Steve Bills desperately try to get his girl to rhyme. <laughs> My like, wife. I, I, me personally, and it's his wife now, but even when they were first dating, me personally, if I've seen it 15 times, I have to imagine it's happened 100. She won't do it. Why not? You know? Yeah. It's freestyle. You can suck at freestyling. My girl's mom was always like, rap for us. And I, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like a five month year old baby, or a five month, I said a five month year old. Right. There's like a five month old baby now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was holding the baby down at the beach last week. She was like, you should just rap to her. I was like, Yo, you got you to gotta let this one go. You got to let go of this dream. Because now you're telling me to rap to a fucking infant. That's not going to happen. All right, so All right. so you linked up with right, there we go. You linked up with Doomfist, and then for some reason remained friends with Mitch for more than thirty seconds. How's that wow. working out? Wow, it's working out fantastic. <laughs> Shots, fantastic. Did you did you guys immediately link up, or is it sort of one person reached out? Okay, no, exactly. it was uh, Dan and I did uh, the Eric mixtape a few years ago that you are also on, Nicholas. Um, mm-hmm. And who's uh, Eric again? Eric, we couldn't think of a name for it, so we went to an online baby name generator, and that was the that was what the internet oh, named our mixtape. That's actually really fucking awesome. That's awesome. Um, so he had been around Albany a little bit more, and uh, reached out to him to do a song for that, and then uh, we all just became best buds forever. The friendship blossomed and bloomed. And so, did you come down to Albany? You already had some MC chops, or is that where you got where you got started with it? No, I had uh, I had a couple of little projects under the belt at that point. Um, I think just being around these guys and the scene out here really helped to sharpen my pen game. I mean, your pen game is strong. It's very strong. Hey, it takes a lot to impress Steve uh, from an MC standpoint. And Steve, from the moment we got the records, like, yo, this dude's vocab is bug. Concepts are bug. Extensive vocabulary. Extensive this guy. vocab. Right? A lot of... I think we've already talked about it on the show, but... To make sure you hear it while you're here, a lot of like multi-syllabic rhymes that are the ones that haven't been done a lot, which is usually like Cole and I right away. That's like the sniff test. Like if I listen to a verse and there's some word combo that's in it that I haven't heard, I'm like, yo, I gotta check this whole album. And it was like four or five right off the bat. Where I was like, all right, shit, I'm diving in on this. Uh, the question I have is touring. Have you guys done any? shows or planning any shows in particular in the new york city area but you know outside anywhere in the united states or abroad uh well nothing outside of the new york area right now it's something that might be in the <laughs> he said specifically inside the oh, new in, york area in new york yes yeah. that's a yes <laughs> oh so yes and since you mentioned it yeah um uh saturday i'm sorry friday august 28th uh in brooklyn at the basement bar oh Whoa. yeah oh, here we go you going to that, Chuck? I am. Hell yeah. I'm Chuck here that weekend. Manhattan. Yeah, I'm here that weekend. Awesome. Yeah, I'll see you there, man. It's going to be a fun one. Who so else is that? on that bill? On the bill. Uh, e Lucid, MC11, okay. uh, Big Breakfast, um, What's uh, Lieutenant Head Trip, and Def Protect, I think. Yeah. Who are the, what's that crew? Those names sound familiar. 
Big Breakfast is an amazing name. Yo, it's really Yo, good. Big <laughs> Breakfast is MC, awesome. MC Levin and, ba- and Breakfast. Who was the Elucid? That's that. Like, what is it? Is it like a label showcase or something? Nah, no. Nah, it's just um, something that um, my buddy MC Levin pieced together. Are these real people? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I've heard of Elucid. <laughs> I gotta look up Big Breakfast. I'm just picking random words out of a book. Don't. There's no way it's gonna live up to the. I kind of feel like he is picking random words. Big Breakfast is fucking awesome too. Were you just freestyling or telling us the roster of the people on the show? Okay, you can't just type in Big Breakfast. You, you're not gonna. It's gonna bring you to Denny's probably, right? McDonald's was number one. Is it MC Big Breakfast? Yo, so all right. To that point, it's funny because you put me onto the Combat Jack. podcast and i was actually listening to the interview with cool keith and one of the things he said in the interview was you gotta eat a big breakfast (laughs) he said we went out of our way to be the dudes that we use in big words and not just shoehorning the shit in there like we wanted it to sound dope right how did you come upon that style sphinx i don't even really know to be honest with you um i think just uh you know from reading books and just absorbing information i don't really consider myself to be particularly intellectual i'm more like what i would consider jeopardy smart just like a like a wealth of useless information wow um, i like that i like jeopardy smart so i don't know i just try to incorporate that and and keep it as honest with myself as i can do you but, guys know who francois kendall is now at this point kendall no. francois <laughs> who is that i don't <laughs> he dro- he dropped it in uh Oh, and, and the, the pork swordsman, okay. yeah. Some serial killer. Yeah, he's, a, he's pretty nice. He's got away with. He's got away with women like Francois Kendall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's. I, it's interesting because I and I wish I had written some of it down. Now I was trying to look it up on like Rap Genius or something like that. When you, the thing that's interesting to me about the your delivery and you know particularly your word choice, there is no. And I don't mean like. I mean, this is a compliment that you make it look easy. It's an effortless delivery. And you have a lot of intensity and aggressiveness while you're delivering it, but it doesn't sound labored. Are you, are you stepping to every verse uh, that you do? Do you have it memorized? Are you reading it? Like, have you gone over it a billion times? You strike me as the kind of dude that, like, really irons out the kinks when it comes to laying down a vocal track. Oh, definitely. I, I will not even step inside a vocal booth unless I have the entire verse committed to memory. Um, I'll bring the the... You know the written um, the notebook in there with me, but effectively the the every all the details are worked out in advance. And to that point too, because I've noticed um, Dan and Mitch make really good use of punch-ins with uh, when they do recording stuff, and it sounds like a lot of your stuff. There's, it doesn't sound like there's any punch-ins, which is impressive on a track like Cellar Door. Right? Oh, uh, is that like a three-five beat? There's a ton of them though. Oh, okay. There's a ton of them. Well. Good, good. Whoever did the mix did a great job. Yeah, PJ Cats. That would be. Yeah, Katz. who is who's doing the mixing and the bulk of the production on that album? Um, the, the production is is all over the place. It's uh, you know, a J-57. number of producers. The entire thing was mixed and mastered by PJ Cats, who just gave it this this great sound. Um, the production. Cats does have uh, a couple beats, uh, three beats on there. Um, my man Hunchback Esquire um, offered up a few joints for it as well. And uh, you know, a couple other people. J J fifty seven. J fifty seven definitely. Yep. I did one beat myself. Which, Which one? Um, that would be he did, he did War Pig. War Pig, oh, right? Really? With Jack. Yeah. It's all right. So how did that collaboration come about? And for fans of, or for people who listen to this podcast, don't know who Jack Progressive is. I feel like he's he's one of those 
super forefather types. Like he's got such a definitive style. Mm. Absolutely. I think that one was more. Uh, I mean, he's been a buddy of mine for for some years now, and that I did not know that. Yeah, um, and that was just a collaboration that I always thought needed to happen. So I think you know, once we got probably, I don't know, two thirds of the way done with the record, I reached out to him and was like, "Hey, this uh, this should probably happen." And he was like, "Yeah, okay, cool. This can happen then," and then it happened. Now, when you say this could happen, did you mean just? Uh, Jack Progresso working with Pig Food, or did you have him as a fit for El Sphinx in mind? No, specifically with Bobby. I, I just okay. thought that the yeah. two of them together would make a really good track, and yeah. weird, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the first track that grabbed me, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's it's interesting, too, because I feel like there's a, I mean, when you, to, to say that there's some conceptual songs on this album is putting it mildly. Right. But it was sort of refreshing to hear War Pigs, particularly because it's, it's like 12 or 13 in the album, uh-huh. where just both of you guys just shitting all over the track. The only, you know what I mean? Like, the Necromancer, like that shit's, I could tell when you were writing, it's either the beat dropped and you wrote that line, like, yo, I'm going to leave that in there. That shit's going to fucking kill. <laughs> yeah, no, I pulled the beat out. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> you didn't leave it in. Keep it in. That not, was a joke from earlier. Not cool, man. Keep it in. Keep <laughs> it in. That was good. Yo, I was doing some research over here, and those are all real names, or at least, at the very least, <laughs> checked all of them. Mitch, Mitch owns a 2% share of the basement bar and was able to put up a fake flyer. But it is going down Friday, August 28th at the basement bar in what looks to be Bushwick. I guess it would be Bushwick, Brooklyn, maybe yeah. between Bushwick and... Uh, and Williamsburg, Morgan Avenue, L Train, two forty nine Verrett Street, V A R E T. That's the way there. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Steve Bills and I also have a show because this is going to post next Monday. Right. We're playing Saturday, August 29th at U Street Music Hall with Sage Francis. We've been practicing every every hour, every day. So check that out. Tickets are going fast. Go up to you know what we should do is offer a package deal. You go mm. to the show in Brooklyn. Then you come down to the show in D.C. How about that? Okay. And they pay us for both? Yeah, what do you yes. get for that? What's what's <laughs> included in this package deal? <laughs> yeah. You're just a sucker. A you, can, uh, Facebook wall. you can get a free subscription to the Chrome Bills podcast on iTunes. Right. Maybe if even you a make thank you uh, tweet. The trip to you could be named as a plaintiff in, in the suit against Sony. <laughs> Yo, Steve, are you set up down it. there to play some music? I think we should drop something off the album for anyone that hasn't heard it. Oh, yeah. it's a good call. I see you have Pocket Watch I got Therapy pocket, lined I got up. My pocket favorite watch. song on the album. That's your favorite track? I think it's the best blend of beat, concept, voice, rhyme schemes. It's my favorite one. I've been yeah, on actually, I've been on Cities of Rust recently, but I feel like it just Cities kinda, of Rust is the it kind of changes shit. for sure. I'm on Meet Me in the Swap second verse. Okay. As I texted you guys before. Yeah. Shit is crazy. All right. All right. Let's do this. Pocket Watch Therapy. Therapy. I think that I think that Chuck just wanted to get up and get a drink. 
Kick your feet up and chill. Find peace in yourself. Reaching increasingly, delve deep into the spell. Pocket watch stops, sways the pendulum. Outweighs the lopsided logic in your time space continuum. Relaxation and rhythmic breathing. Big good evening. Spirals drip through the liquid ceiling. Shift the room walls, solve mysterious rubrics. Issue confusion for my sick, twisted amusement. Crystal balls explode, lightning and cascaded from the mosaic slow. You frightened but fascinated. No way to totally embrace the visuals invoked like. Eating peyote at ancient rituals. I slither through your veins like sewer drains with the rings. You pause, absorb more beauty, hallucinate. Confucius say that your fortune is blank when the cookie crumbles. You'll awake from this gorgeous state. Have you eaten follow commands out the palm of my hands? Lick the lifeline, conjure up maps and prompt to insomnia to keep your water lust flat. Controllers of intrinsic merit flag signal for kindred spirits to land, but you stuck with the generic brand. This kaleidoscope environment is yours and yours alone to peel apart, reabsorb, and mold. Master the craft yourself. Attempt to memorize it only to find you never knew the back of your hand that well. Pineal gland, flush, milky, opaque, beige, linear scans, amped silk screen. Your brain into a million brilliant freeze frames back to reality, back to life. That familiar break echoing in the yonder. Sequence to your thoughts, totally recall who you are when the beat nicks applaud. What you drink here? Martini on the rock. I was going to say, there's olives in there, huh? Oh, yeah. That's nice. Easy to make. You got that, like, two-minute window uh, while a song's playing. Run over there. Throw some olives and some vodka. <laughs> hey, Mitch and Bobby, what are you drinking? I just finished a Sprite. Okay. Are you still not drinking? I'm not drinking again. I'm not still not drinking. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just drinking battery acid, keeping it light today. Okay. <laughs> Easy on the old stomach. So we just heard Pocket Watch Therapy. El Sphinx is the guest. Brain, Co- Brain Cave Deluxe is the album. Pig Food Records is the label and the sponsor and friend of the show. I wanted to talk to you about the song Moth. We were talking off air, and you said that that was the last song you recorded. In my opinion, it's got sort of the most resolved feel of the album. Did you know it was going to be the last song? Is that why it's got that different feel to it? Yeah, I, I had intentions of that being the closer for the album. I just felt like with the with the lyrics and how how it, you know the beat matched perfectly. Um, that yeah, it was it was resolved. I think is the appropriate word for it. It was almost like a, like a transformative process writing it, and yeah, that that was the intention definitely. You know, now that I'm looking at it too, got the time. That's mine. That love. one's mine. Yeah, Mitch, that's you all over that. What do well, you mean? That, that was, I mean, that's your, that's you remember your that hook, Cole? Yes. 
Because I remember was, hearing the. It's like a famous singer too, right? Be in love. Yeah. Do you remember recording to that? I did. Yeah. Because well, Des hit me up. He's like, Yo, I linked up with this dude on Warp Tour. He's, yeah. He's it was originally a Jason beat too, and then somebody else used the beat after this song had been recorded. Because I mean, that was what five years ago yeah. that that just never. I, got I'm finished. just remembering the computer that I got the email on. And that must have been like four or five years ago. Yeah, at least. When you still had a computer? I, I've bashed several computers since then. <laughs> Wait, so this is the one, I, I suck with song names. This is the one that has the melody. If you... Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. yeah, the one with Alaska okay. on it. Oh, nice. So yeah, it's a very dope track for me. Definitely in the top 25% of the album. Did you get the? Did you keep the original vocals, or did you reconnect with the singer? No, that's that was the original vocals, and uh, that's amazing. You know what we actually had to do with that, since we didn't want to use the original beat anymore because it had already been used by somebody else. Um, we had to take that and kind of sending that to PJ Katz was sort of the only option for that because I don't know anybody else that would be able to create a beat that would work with mm. existing singing like that on it. And right. he came back like with a, that. It's and it's, fit, it's, right. It doesn't sound like a remix, I don't think, um, which was important. You guys got quite a scene going up there. I remember being up there two years ago uh, for Beat Shot. And they had and PG Katz was doing. Uh, he was one of the dudes that did basically like a producer showcase. He just played beats for forty five minutes. And right, I'm remembering that correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, Probably. that definitely yeah. happened. And that shit was, you know, it was like, you know, I'll go to like a Dilla like tribute or something like that. Although I have beat battles down here, like PJ Katz would hang with anybody down here for sure. Uh, he plays a million instruments too. He's in, you know, probably five or six different little like three piece bands and stuff like that. And he's just, right. uh, yeah, he's a monster. He's a phenom. So when you when you t when you do shows out of state or even you had the album release party on August eighth, right, right. Tell us about that. Where where was that? That was at the Albany Barn, um, which is like this dope art venue. Um, has a theater set up, full stage theater seating, and it was it was something different. We um, we had cats join out. We actually broke down the set into three little acts like um three chapters rather <clears throat> costume changes costume changes uh what? full lighting uh a fire alarm went off at one point projections yep projections planned or not was the fire alarm planned yeah it was totally planned okay. oh yeah definitely okay. it wasn't all the incense <laughs> we're like we gotta find some kid to light on fire <laughs> I really so wanted someone to hand me a baby, just a live baby, but that right. that didn't happen. That was one of the, I got to give Mitch all the credit for this. That was one of the promo uh, picks. Was you like uh, sitting in a hospital bed, like you just been handing your baby? <laughs> oh and no, was I had album. nothing to do with that actually. Okay, <laughs> that, that was all Bobby. <laughs> that was and it, and it, like in big like sparkly letters above. It's like it's an album. <laughs> you know, that shit was dope. Did you guys get video footage of the release show? Yeah, um, there's. I have some downloaded that I haven't even watched yet. But uh, yeah, one of the one of the dudes that was working on the lighting and stuff actually shot. Uh, he got a good percentage of the show from uh, like a pretty a pretty nice vantage point up on a balcony. So we'll do something with that at some point. I gotta say, pig food is sharp with that. You know, we're sitting here looking at the vinyl. It's clear. Some of them are splattered with purple. Some of them are splattered with orange. You guys got tapes before people were really even doing tapes. The merch game is tight. Where can people go to find stuff? Pigfoodrecords.com, man. Always okay. pigfoodrecords.com. Okay. Are you still blogging, by the way? No, I did that like six times and then got bored with it. <laughs> I love the Hey Rapper blogs, though. Maybe, maybe I'll bring it back at some point. <laughs> yeah, I miss that, too. Hey Rapper, fund my next album. Yeah. Hey. Oh, he took shots. <laughs> took shots at Cole. 
heavy shots. It's like, huh, the timing of this is interesting. <laughs> and then De La Soul did it, and everything was okay. It was okay. And fucking Elzai's doing it. Yeah. Right? Is yeah. he really? Elzai's album's supposed to be out. Like, What's interesting, me. so Blueprint, a couple weeks ago, like crashed his t- their tour van. They could have fucking died. Like, it was crazy. And then they did, I, I can't remember if it was Indiegogo or something like that, but they raised the money very quickly. And I've talked to some people that are like, yo, like if it's, if it's for an artist who doesn't have health insurance or like a regular day job and something tragic like that happens, I don't have any problem donating. But if they're funding something that they should be able to pay for themselves, then that's when I won't donate it to them. Mitch, we, we know where you stand. Where are you at on that, Bobby? I think, um, I don't think you should ever ever solicit donations to to fund an album oh yeah <laughs> or a video well, I did if we're videos. <laughs> I did what about video. videos uh, <laughs> videos to, to be, be fair. fair that is fair but uh i'm sorry what was the question again <laughs> do you how 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 can you how stand much? mitch for more than 2 seconds <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even say anything in that exchange man <laughs> no i know i know no i i think it's i think it's interesting you know perspectives are such a valuable thing to have people respect them particularly when they're drug influence. I want to know what particular <laughs> drugs you do, Bobby. I want to get to the bottom uh, of that one. I actually keep ducking and dodging. I have a, I have a drug-related question um, okay. for Bobby, but it sort of relates to Cole as well. Uh, and Cole, I promise that he and I have not discussed this beforehand. I just want to settle this once and for all. Okay. Bobby, cool. since you're so familiar with drugs and slang, what does zooted oh. mean? Yeah. Settle oh, this, please. Interesting. Zooted? Yeah. It just means you're high. But specifically... On what? Yeah. On marijuana. What? Okay. See? Well, here... All right, Mitch. I, I would, agree, I I would concur this. with that. I think I, was, I would concur with that. I got two things Zuda to has always you. been cocaine to me. I, well, here's really? the thing. Yeah. Do you remember on the first House of Pain this. album... We can, we can I know. I'm going to Urban Dictionary. I'm on it. Everlast makes a point where he's like, every, every Check day Check out I'm Suburban zooted. Dictionary, too. <laughs> 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 Look a big breakfast while you're at it. But I remember the first time I heard Zooted and I was like, yo, somebody's talking about getting stoned. So then I threw it out there and Mitch is not the first person to say that means cocaine. Although it sounds like such a pot word. It's an, not no, sound it like, sounds yeah. like an exciting word to me. And, uh, I, it's got I a Z in it, that. dude. Like <laughs> that's, that's like some kind of crazy energy drink. I think it just means you're fucked up, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of, a, it's an umbrella term, I feel right. like. Right. Right. Like faded. Faded. Right. Exactly. You can't I would say on, faded. That's just vodka. On Urban Urban Dictionary, I'm, a I'm lot are weed specific. <laughs> a lot of weed specific. A lot of just drug specific. And I will say there is at least one that says cocaine. How many are there? How many definitions are on there? Well, you know, people do Urban Dictionary so they can do the example sentence. So uh, I'm already right. at like 14. <laughs> Gotcha. Cole texted Mitch, let's get zooted. And Mitch said, I don't do coke. <laughs> Doesn't really answer the question. <laughs> but this example sentence, by the way, is so great because it's a Chrome Bills reference to one of the hidden episodes. It says, I'm zooted. And then in parentheses, it says, pees herself. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I've always heard about coke is you, like, you have to shit immediately and often that's not what a terrible par- how is that a party drug that i don't think that's true what kind of party is that that doesn't happen to me party. It depends on i've seen of, i've uh, seen people like if you go into a, a bathroom in a club where people are doing a lot of coke there's more shitting than normal 
<laughs> like at a normal bar, there'd be like zero shit. I believe there's, si- I believe there's si- some science behind it. Okay. Because I think they cut it with baby laxative because it looks I don't like know. I think it's any human laxative. Wait, Steve, were you waving to get us to stop talking about Coke? Because that's why I stopped chiming in. No, he no, was, no. He, he's, he's he waves talking. when he wants he to stop himself from laughing. He's like, no, no. Oh, stop, I thought stop, it was like, a, I don't want my wife or my daughter. No, to he's waving off. In the no, no, that's fine. I mean, we <laughs> oh, listen, talk about okay. Some of us touch our chest to emphasize our points. Some of us use our hands emphatically going outward. So speaking of zooted yeah. and the meaning of zooted, what <laughs> does hippie koala facts mean? Okay. Oh man, I I couldn't even tell you. It was just okay. this this word and this it was just stuck in my head for an entire day, and I said <laughs> I ha- I have to. It, it was awesome. this very strange day. Okay. It just kept cycling back and forth in in this weird cascade of colors, and I said, you know what? I'm I'm name I named my day Hippie Qualifax. He- hero of the weirdos. Right. Yeah. Now, when you say different, like cascading colors, like how, what was going on? Man, it was, it was wild. The shower head was singing Portis head to me. It was just crazy. There was these little okay. birds plucking it, flattened McDonald's debris in the streets, and you know the <laughs> had a the source cover with Cameron on the wall, but the letters were glowing. It was real strange. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Was this? It sounds like an awesome day. It, it was. It, I guess overall, yeah, there were some very. I could see it noon parts. being like, yo, like the wall's been talking to me. By like nine o'clock at night, you'd be like, I made it through today. This was a cool day. But I could see it noon being like, where is this going to go? He was trapped in the hour of eight, though. True that. Wow. You know? True that. Brought yeah. it back. That's that's actually a true story. Did, what, you got stuck at eight, eight o'clock um, one day? Can't still be 8.15. N- no, it seemed like I I existed for a good hour and a half chunk of time where every time I looked at the clock, it was 8.15. And I had I had traveled like... A considerable um, distance. I think Did it, it was take you twelve hours because that would explain why you saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of clocks were just wrong. Maybe you had a broken clock. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. brought it back. Mm-hmm. Do you? All right. So let me ask you this: because hippie koala facts being stuck in your head, seeing eight fifteen over and over again. If you didn't have this outlet to make those into songs and to turn sort of a weird day into a cool concept. Do you think you would just go batshit crazy, or do you have other outlets? Like, are you a are you a tennis player? What else do you do? <laughs> no, I think I would probably just talk about it, getting shit faced, and it'd be a good story. Okay. I guess my overhand serve is kind of on point, though. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew that. I could see that. You got strong, strong looking shoulders, kid. <laughs> I well, that's the thing. When I listen to guys like you, I'm like, all right, I I bet. This is the dude that I would see a dozen times, like just out at the bar, and he wouldn't go out of his way to get noticed. And then you hear 15 songs of him just br- pouring his brain out. You're like, holy shit, there's a, there's a lot going on with that dude. Right. Then, mm. And plus the tennis. <laughs> yeah, that's not inaccurate, man. I do try to stay low key. You did. There is the song where you say you'd rather stay in the local taverns. What's up with that? Hey, I'm a, I'm a drinking boy. Like okay. to throw him back. Respect. But I don't like to be bothered when I go out, you know, like I kind of just sit there and watch uh, baseball on TV and okay. maybe the handful of pretzels and and uh, <laughs> and then slither my way home. Now, do you go like because I know I know, dude, it seems like he's sort of been in and out of the drink and I know Des gets after it. Do you guys just go out on like the pig food records tab and just have like a Tuesday night sh- get, right. get shit faced? Yeah, we, we just, bring, drop we just a bring a company card. To cover this tab. <laughs> yeah. 
No. I think clabs and shit is good for <laughs> several <laughs> rounds a, of drinks. He covered a few bar tabs. Mitch, if you saw him drinking too much, you'd be like, yo, I'm the label head. Get your shit together. I see Are him drinking too much all the time. It's fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a frequent occurrence. But I'm always. I mean, it, it doesn't usually happen when he's got to do a rap show, so I don't fucking care. It doesn't happen okay. when he's got to record, so I don't care. Okay. So when you get in the booth, you, you make a concerted effort to have your mind together. I try to, yeah. Okay. It's interesting I, that I, you're I, probably outside of your brain writing, but then in order to like put it, put it actually on record, it's nice to not be that fucked up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a strange dynamic. But it has to be delivered in a, you know, in a way that makes sense. So I don't want to be, you know, ODB having a heart attack in the booth and shit. Right. <laughs> well, all right. So let me ask you this. When you perform the material live in front of people for the first time, you you have, I mean, you know, to me, your music's incredible. All three of us love the record. There's a density to it that I could see maybe some audience people like, I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Do you, do you make an attempt to sort of put sugar, you know, put a little sugar on top of the dosage of medicine at live shows or do you just get right after it? Not, not at all, man. I love seeing the look of perplexity on people's faces yeah i think there's also just certain songs that you don't necessarily do live outside yeah. of something like a release party because there's obviously like cellar door do you do that live all the time okay i think like That's cellar door which hazel does really well live you yeah. know and then there's some mm -hmm. that just wouldn't do as well live that i've probably never on? seen you do live is this um this might be an ignorant <laughs> question but i don't mind asking it is there material before this album oh yeah that's readily available Yes, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, there's Hazmat is on the Pig Food Records Bandcamp, and then right. I, what was that EP that you put out a long time ago that I don't remember the name of? Uh, it was called Symptoms, and I actually went by the name of Elliot Sphinx back then. Okay, okay. And that's, you were talking to my bad. That's in the internet somewhere. Definitely. You well, you were talking about um, when we were discussing the people who produced the album. You got stuff from like Rob Victim, who lives down in Texas. Mm -hmm. A couple of people you were mentioning are homies from Cali. Mm -hmm. Did you ever live out in Cali or spend some time out there? Never. I've never been okay. to Cali. Okay. Just dudes that I hap happen to meet through uh, the wonders of modern technology. Okay. Do you like how does how do those uh, collaborations come to pass? Um, you know, uh, just kind of hitting these guys up or they might hit me up uh i think it dates back even to myspace when i when i first linked with uh hunchback esquire and you know we both were fans of each other's work and just kind of uh consorted until we figured out uh how to how to make a collab happen and i've been working with them since so are there are there collaborations on this album with people you've never met in person yes oh namely okay. hunchback esquire yeah okay and what about the DJs? You have a couple DJs on here, right? And the cut, the cuts, super dope. I mean, that right when you when you turn the record on, you notice, you know, people don't put scratches on their records anymore. I know? noticed that none of the cuts were done by Steve Bills either. I did observe that. Shit, those cuts were crazy. The one on the ones <laughs> on War Pig Pigs, were yeah. fucking yeah, crazy. Fuck yeah, yeah. Fuck the yeah. cool key joint, dude. Yeah, that I know was that. actually uh, that was uh, this dude DJ Element from Germany and. Uh, I think timing-wise, that one just kind of worked out where he had been uh, hitting us up about just, you know, wanting to do cuts for some shit around the same time that that song got done. Um, and it was like, all right, do this one. Brilliant cuts, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
love that sample. I love that uh, that ultra magnetic album is so fucking weird. It's, I know it's, that. You know? Yeah. Mitch, I got a couple questions for you. Oh man. Okay. So I, I remember two, I think it was two years ago, the last time I was up there, and you're like, we're working on putting the Sales Sphinx record out. On a day-to-day label, I mean, go micro, go macro, however you want to answer it, but what are some of the things that as like a label head that you have to do to get a record prepared and out there and on the shelves that the average person might not consider? I mean, I guess it all depends on how the record is being released. Like, you know, for something like Bobby's record where it's a double LP, there's obviously way more goes into that than something like a Clabs and shit where, you know, that was intentionally more of like a, a fundraising project. So they're, you know, for that, all we really had to do was, you know, we figured out who we wanted to do the art, talked to them about that, tracked down all the sessions and stuff for each one of the songs, sent those to Cats to, you know, to mix and master and do his thing with, and then essentially just put it out. Um, but, you know, something something like Brain Cave Deluxe, where the intention is for the final product to be much more of a polished, cohesive thing, there's, you know... He, you just have to take that kind of stuff into consideration. And it's not even like specific things, I guess, necessarily. It's just like, you know, a lot of listening to shit, seeing what makes sense, what works, what maybe we should do differently, what should get cut, uh, what could get added, um, that kind of stuff. So I would say it definitely all varies from release to release for sure. And you guys pressed vinyl and did tapes. No CDs, obviously, right? Uh, we didn't do tapes of Brain Cave. It was oh, just uh, vinyl and digital? Just vinyl and digital, yep. And go, going forward, I'm just curious: Is there any thought at doing CDs ever again? That's got I don't think so, man. That's past, like, right? what, yeah, a CD is just a way to get it onto your computer, anyway. So it's like at iTunes does that <laughs> much more efficiently. So what and do cheaper. you sell at the show if someone doesn't have a record player? We uh, we sell the concept of iTunes at the show, um, and hopefully they listen to us and go home and buy some shit. Okay. I mean, I think that's that's the only that's the only time where CDs would ever really be a consideration would be like just to fucking have something on the merch table. But as far as doing like an actual CD pressing, I don't think we would right. ever do that. But, you know, there's services like Kunaki, for example, where you can do, um, you know, they don't have any minimums on CD pressing. So it's like, all right, maybe we'll, maybe at some point we'll order five copies of something. And, <laughs> you know, when one sells, replace it with another one like that. That seems feasible to me. But I. I personally don't even like them existing at all, but I guess sometimes it could be necessary. How come you don't like them? How come you do? Like, <laughs> uh, I'm a, I wouldn't say that I do or I don't. I mean, I just. I, I mean, when's to, the last time you've used one? Me? Yeah. Uh, all the time because I have a CD player. I'm in my car. My basically the amount I drive is like another part-time job. But your phone, so, your I, phone doesn't connect though. It does, but I've noticed, like, I'll never forget, the, the, when I got the car last November, the dude was like, you can listen to music through Bluetooth. I was like, how does it sound? He's like, honestly, not that great. Now, I listened to something on Bluetooth and popped the CD of the same thing. I was like, if I'm going to be in the car for 10 minutes, I'll just listen to the fucking radio. But if I'm going to be, like, on an hour trip, I'm going to pop in a CD and give it the spin. Like, I've only listened to Braid Cave Deluxe in my car on a CD because I burned a copy of it. Like, that's how... That's, I just Interesting. And what if you... Do you have the option to run a cord yeah. out of your phone? Oh, yeah. the aux cable? I have an awesome, uh, the setup I have is awesome because I have the fucking awesome. cord that will charge, it'll charge it while it's playing it on the phone. And I still, I think when I listen to stuff That's on wild. the phone, it sounds like it's so compressed. <clears throat> Whereas on a CD, like the fucking speakers are actually shaking. That's me. But 
you know. But I but I also see Mitch's point. Where it's like, yo, it's a fucking waste of money. Yeah. It's bad for the earth. It's I just true, think though. we, should, we just need to let them low die. Like collectively, yeah. we just need to rest in peace to CDs. You were fun while you lasted. Um, we right. don't. I don't want you anymore. I've got 842 DVDs copies of can cool get the fuck so out of here. Let's take our time with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I definitely feel you, and that's one thing. Again, like I think I was mentioning this earlier, how like Mitch is always sort of a little bit ahead of the curve with the design stuff. Like you do the Instagram short. You'll take like a 20-minute YouTube video, make it into 15 seconds, which from an editing standpoint, let alone the technology, is very difficult. I don't know if I could, could do it not, with a 20-minute one, but... <laughs> what about... I was going to make a bad joke. How did you find out about Kanaki? Uh, Jeez, I don't even remember. I want to say maybe Seb Static. It was, it was some other rapper in Albany. He was like, hey, you ever check this thing out? And I was like, no, let me check this thing out. And then I checked the thing out, and it works. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it took me – still, there's still, like, a good part of me that believes it's a site that you own and operate because on the, they'll be like, frequently answer, ask questions. They'll be like, can you do more than, like, 100 – like, just some, like, pretty arbitrary questions. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the whole way that that service is set up is it's essentially just uh, – it's – it's just a big automated computer, so they're right. they're they offer literally no options. Like, does that scare you? It's like Skynet kind of shit. Is it self-aware? I mean, I think that they need to start doing that for other stuff. I think that needs to go into all aspects of our lives, really. Like for big like breakfasts. Fast food. <laughs> Anybody? All right, L. I got a show that I think you would get a kick out of. It's called Humans. On uh, it's on AMC. Okay, I've heard of it. It's sort of like a more modern day, less confrontational Blade Runner. Sounds dope. Modern day. Less so basically, this, this that's my new band name too. <laughs> modern day, <laughs> modern day, less confrontational Blade Runner. The scientists created what are called synthetics, and they're basically just robots that look exactly like humans, but they're not self-aware. But then he implanted the ability to become self-aware, like seven or eight of them, and that's how the show plays out. So, Mitch, you're kind, you're kind of saying like you want to be replaced by a robot at some point. Yeah, I mean, don't we all? It depends. Like jerking off, I still want to do that. I, I'm okay Doing with the a robot work, taking my job as long as it's a robot from America. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> dude, Trump. Just, just uh, kidding. Uh, Trump computer was that where I was going. <laughs> All right, so we're. It seems like we're getting a little bit off track. Uh, we've been off track. Yeah, we're back we're to come dancing. I actually, I got some. I got some questions now. All right. Because I feel like maybe Bobby is somewhat of an expert in the field of weirdness. So, can you drop some like some weird movies or like books or something that you especially enjoy or draw, draw influence from? Definitely, the Holy Mountain is is high on, high on my list. I, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Jodorowsky. Yeah, love David Lynch. Pretty much everything Lynch has done. Um, as far as movies, yeah, it's probably about as weird as I get. Um, okay, well, I was you, in, you I was saw the, the Dune, the Dune, Dune. Yep, uh, the Jodorowsky's Dune. Yeah, that incredible. Was sick. Yep, yep. I would have loved to have actually seen that movie come to fruition. That's unfortunate. Um, trauma movies as well. I was always into as a kid. Uh, Which ones? Uh, trauma films. You know, like the Toxic Avenger, Blood Sucking oh, Freaks. The Toxic Avenger, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Class of Newcomb High, that type of shit. Really Definitely just, bugged out shit there. Yeah, campy, gory, B-horror shit. Yep. Um, books, not so much. Okay. 
Amen to that. Yeah. I feel you, dude. I, I I try to read all the time. I try to start reading and I fucking can't do it. You're I crazy. fall asleep like after after ten pages, I'm asleep. Actually, like that's a, that's a lie though. I, I read a really good um book by this Japanese author called Kafka on the Shore recently, and it's bogged out. Okay, it's like it involves like this homeless guy who can communicate with cats, and he like finds cats, and then this guy, this kid is like following this kind of like uh, Oedipal prophecy where like he he wants to kill his father and fuck his mother. It's bugged out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. When you say cats, he was looking for PJ cats? <laughs> yeah, he can talk um, to PJ cats. What's interesting, because you have, I, I would have I would have taken you for a reader because you have such a cinematic uh, delivery and way of presenting your lyrics. Particularly, I find that your delivery is so, like, I mean, for lack of a better word, the way you intone and enunciate things is very, it's got a very cinematic sort of feel to it. Yeah, I, I try to read when I can. Uh, not so often, though, man. I don't, it's, uh, I never really got into it. Yeah. Yep. I had, I would go, I've been reading an awesome book lately. I actually got Max Beats, Friends of the Show. It's called Shantaram. Okay. It's about this dude who was I've in seen the, Shantaraj. Uh, What's that? Shantaraj? Shantaraj. Shantaraj. That's got Jeremy Pivens, right? Isn't that right? <laughs> right. I won't bore you with the content of the, the book. But the one thing I remember, I, and I think that's where Cole was going with the question of you reading, is that if you're actively writing rhymes, and by actively I mean like you're you're just working on some sort of music daily or weekly or whatever it is, while reading, you're always noticing at how people turn a phrase or like sort of sequiturs and cliches and just adages and things like that just just jump out and the, and the way you can flip them, so... I think that's probably just where C's got the read on it because I know him and I have talked about yeah. it a bunch. Where he's like, "Oh, dude, I, I've been reading a lot, so bars." Right. <laughs> I did. That was good how you dropped. You got the read on it. I liked that. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. Puns. Big so what's pun. Next for you, Bob? They call me Big Pun. <laughs> big Pun. What's next for you, Bobby? Uh, I mean, I've been. I've got some stuff up the sleeve. I've been writing since uh, this album was wrapped up. So we'll see where that goes. Now you're the type to like you're just writing to write all the time, or do you write for specific projects? Um, actually, yeah, I kind of have uh, a, a concept for for a follow up project in mind. That's dope. Care to shine a little light on it? You keeping it close to the vest? Uh, I'm keeping I'm keeping that uh confidential top secret X Files for the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. By the way, newest different styles member, close to the vest. <laughs> Close to the vest. It's very good. <laughs> Just for the <laughs> listeners out there, mm -hmm. be on the lookout for new different styles, DJ. He's a pedophile, though. Who's that? <laughs> Tony Touches. Tony <laughs> Touches. <laughs> Yo, Look out for that. He's got a, an album coming out called The Subway Series with Jared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Called Get it's Your a, Weight it's Off. A, it's a back-to-back -back mixtape. <laughs> DJ Tony Touches and Jared. <laughs> he only plays all ages venues. Yeah, How fucked up is the Jared? It's, thing? it's called sixteen fuck, and under. I was literally I was I was watching TV. To, I was uh, out eating lunch and they had a TV At on Subway. with like closed captioning. At Subway. And they showed like was it like the fucking like it was like some district attorney. It was like former Subway spokesman. Yeah. Con confesses to touching fourteen children. I literally said, "Holy shit!" And then a little kid was looking at me. I was like, "At least I'm not Jared." Calm down. We we should have known when the kids meal at Subway is a foot long hot dog. <laughs> 
Wow. 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 I just shut it down. Who fucking... I mean, like, how does that... Don't they do any kind of vetting? When do they like, do a background check if you just get a regular job, not to be like <laughs> well, a corporate spokesman? I mean, didn't he start person. being the spokesman like 14 years ago, though? He might not have been fucking kids then. Yeah. I kind of subscribe to that theory where he's just a douchebag that the all of a sudden- The kids he was into weren't when he born got money. when he started. <laughs> Dude, no, I mean, I, you, say, you say he got money and now he started fucking kids? I think he's been a kid. Like you wouldn't. Just, Come on, you guys. I think you missed the greatest line where he said the kids he's banging weren't even born yet when he started. Right. Right. I mean, it's not even fun. This is actually really no, it's terrible stuff. And it's we're fucking terrible. It. It's fucking terrible. This is from the company that made their bread out of yoga mats, though. You know about that? Like the chemical that they last year, they're like, we're taking this chemical out of our bread. Like, why is like. Well, somebody pointed out that they also make yoga mats out of it. No, so. I think what they were doing was they had yoga mats that had a bunch of evidence on them from the Jared thing, and they were mincing them <laughs> up and putting them in the bread. Oh, God. It's kids <laughs> yoga. Hi, I'm your teacher, Jared. Oh, shit. I hope it wasn't This one's called Up Dog. <laughs> this episode... No, this episode's not. As is our want to get scatological. Today I had to run quite a few air, uh, errands at lunch, and it was an Albany-type day down here. It was like 97 degrees with 100% humidity. Is there anything worse than being super sweaty and having to take a shit, but being like 10 minutes away from being able to do so? I feel like that's, a, that's like one of the most uncomfortable things ever. I don't know if being sweaty and having to take a shit really like they, they don't really affect each other that much no, no but the but combination when they do, when of they the two combine yeah right, that's i guess good. yeah that's kind of the worst you get that one bead of sweat that just got them <laughs> yeah you're clenching you're clenching a little bit well plus you're like i'm so sweaty that when i finally do get to sit down i'm gonna be sliding slide all, all the over the place uh, it's disgusting <laughs> You gotta sit on it backwards, AC Slater style, to stabilize uh, yourself on the tank. Is that where that's? Did AC Slater start that? Shitting backwards on the toilet? I don't think anybody started that. Who's ever shitting backwards? I thought you said AC Slater style. Well, yeah, Yeah, he used to sit on chairs that way, not toilets, Uh, man. Okay. Well, who's to say? You really do like Saved by the Bell. I thought that was a joke. You really are into Saved by the Bell. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, he loves it. Yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. I've definitely seen every episode. I had a roommate in college who, who, who. literally knows the word to every single Say by the Bell episode. I well all right. Now that is a feat. It's fucking Although crazy. if you've ever seen one episode of Say by the Bell, it's right. not that mind blowing. Bitch, who, who which of the chicks to, or dudes if it so is your want? Oh, who Jesse, did you though. jerk off Jesse, to the Jesse, most? Though. I liked uh Jesse though. Lark Voorhees. Lisa oh, Turtle, but have you name? seen her uh, yeah. Lisa Turtle? Yo, Google her right now though. You dude. need to see what she looks like now. <laughs> it's extremely unfortunate. Yo, I'm not gonna front. <laughs> the girl from Full House. Have you seen the girl from Full House? Which Jody, one, Jody Sweeten. She's hot though, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you see her on Eric Andre show? No. No, I haven't Ooh. seen that There's only like five episodes of that on on demand. When does it air? Uh go to the on demand. Full house? No, 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 Eric on- Air, Are you guys up oh, on Eric Andre? Oh God, show? the Lord, the Lark Voorhees today right. picture. Oh, is, she's like, uh, isn't it disappointing? Brutal. She's like a clay monster. Looks <laughs> 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 like she fell asleep in Aruba for like six years. <laughs> oh my but God! But it made her white with, somehow. With tanning goggles on. Well, that's yeah, that's what like, it is. It's like all white uh, around the face, but then this really purple cheek. <laughs> they just. There's just one bad picture of her. No, there's no. no. no, no. There's a lot. It's every picture taken in the last decade, man. 
Yeah. That's, All right, I'm gonna look up what got, I, like the Michael I'm Jackson. I'm looking up the I'm looking up the girl from. Can you, can you see fine. that, Steve? Steve, can you Jody Sweeten. Yeah, she's she's looking good lately. Mitch, Thank you gotta be up on Eric Andre's show. It's it's basically like a newer version of Tim and Eric, but it's a talk show format. I'm I'm not man. I don't want to. Hannibal Buress is the co-host. Hannibal Buress is the co-host. Dude, that show's funny as fuck. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yo, look at this right here. What this right yeah, here? She's God. Steve. Is this is this your girl or is that your no, babysitter I'm, 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 when I'm you were five? The, I'm on the I'm on the full house now. <laughs> all right, well, so, all right. Let me ask you this then. Let's get oh, let's geez. get into it. Because you start looking at some of these pictures of Jody Sweeten right now with those tits yeah. hanging out. Yeah. But then you know you might start thinking about beating <laughs> it. Although there is one with you scroll down. Look at that one in green. She's looking big. Nothing wrong with big kids. I think she's pregnant in that one. Oh, okay. That's that's kind of hot on Even better, yeah. <laughs> Too much cum dancing. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Let's you know, I, I wanted to get a, I wanted to get a six to get pack it. earlier, but I decided just to get two big cans. <laughs> I didn't hear the first half of that. Hey oh. Let's say you're flipping through these and start to think, you know what? Maybe I ought to maybe I ought to pay a tribute. And then you scroll down and you see a picture of her when she was like five on Full House. Yeah, then that's not but a good Then you're look. Jared. Then you're on to Jared. You fucking creep. You're Jared status. So good point like a regular person. Uh, not that it matters, but was Jared fucking little boys or girls? Uh it did say 14 kids, so who knows? He mixed it up like it was a mixed bag. Uh, I, I thought uh, it said a 16-year-old <laughs> girl. But it was, I, am I getting the number wrong? Did it was 14 different ones or was it a 14-year-old? Google that and press video. Yo, is he going to jail? <laughs> <laughs> gonna, he's going to, yeah, I'm not, I'm not wrong. Oh, he's he's going going to just be Quiznos propaganda. He's yeah, a he's famous going rich to white Sub. person who's also a pedophile. Yeah. That's like the worst thing you could be in prison. Yeah. He's, he's so fucked. Yeah, they're going to shave up. his eyebrows. Oh, what, yeah. do, what does that mean? They shave their know. eyebrows? They shave pedophiles' eyebrows in prison? They should. So they know. They're like <laughs> I'm, I'm here I am thinking, you got some inside jail knowledge. Would you, all right, so Mitch, no. you never answered the question though. Which of the, the, Shout out to the Jack cast Mac. Did, you, did you jerk off to most from Saved by the Bell? Uh, I mean, it's got to be Kelly. Kelly's the easy answer, but there's a reason <laughs> she's the easy answer. Yeah. I don't know. The, the one that does come to mind is the, the Summer Series. Okay. What is the summer series? Remember when there was it was at the country club? Yo, is that the one where they had the uh, Malibu Sands Beach Club? Yeah, with, yeah. with Leah Remini. <laughs> Yo, that was the dopest. Leah Remini looks so dope. In that. Yo, let me the tell you a funny was, story about that actually she, okay, that relates to last week. I just had uh, sex you know, with like, Leah Remini. Like the old motel keychains and stuff for you know for your room key back when there used to be actual keys at hotels and motels. Okay. Right. I just had a batch of those made, individually numbered with room numbers for the Malibu Sands Beach Club. Wow. Uh, so that I'm going to put in my online store very soon. That's dope. So it's funny that you brought that up. What's the, uh, God, what's the last name? Carosi. Carosi. Yes, there it is. This man is. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yo, Mitch, is that your chest? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Steve is showing a, a very bad tattoo of Kelly. Was it Kapowski? Yeah. Kapowski. Uh, yeah. To Damn, Mitch. she's 40. That I didn't know. She's, I think she's bananas. I think she got hotter with age. Oh, yeah. She's on uh, She's on that show White Collar now. Yeah. I watch exclusively God, for her. Great. Yeah, yeah. You guys know a lot of stuff here. Yeah. About you know who else aged really bell. gracefully is Winnie Cooper. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I didn't. I never thought she was all that. I was like, Kevin, what the fuck are you doing? She was pretty average. Get though. over it. She but now was. she looks great. She was average, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. He. he whoa. Hold up. 
Oh, what kind of what kind of chicks are you into? Do you like the brainiac types? Or like, do you want somebody that like you like hairy rapper chicks <laughs> with penises? What do you think about emo hairy rappers? Man, I like a little bit of everything, but I do I do like to engage in in uh, some thought provoking conversation, you know, about okay. quantum physics and the universe and and uh, you know tropical animals and shit, blowjobs too, and right? Blowjobs and <laughs> naps and now you you mentioned that you got naps. a girl now. Have you guys been together list, for a actually. while? Do I hear wedding bells? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Did not you just break up like twenty minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Nah, no. Nah, nah, that's not in the foreseeable future. But yeah, we we've been we've been together for a while. Yeah. Okay. Is she supportive of you going out and hanging out with Mitch? I don't know why she would be. Surprisingly, yes. Extremely supportive. Okay. You know I love you, Mitch. I actually had a song on an Educated Consumers album. It wasn't even a song. It was just for 10 seconds me being like, I love Mitch. That is yeah, true. I mean, that could have just been a song I was on instead, but that's cool. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to sell the record. Mitch is on fire tonight. Wow. Mitch killing it. Yeah, because for the record, I always thought that's an interesting point. I always thought that song seemed like it didn't have a lot of replay value, and then... Now thinking of like the very dope verses of Mitch's that I've heard and how it could have replaced that. I think he just burned. That was a legitimate burn, Cole. Yeah, yeah. we're going to no, go, Cole. Fair. A legitimate burn. Although one of the better educated consumer songs, particularly live, was Make Some Motherfucking Noise featuring Dude Computer, which we did. We did that once ever, yeah. right? Yeah. That beat shot? Uh, I know I did it more than once. But yeah, That's we cool. definitely did it together. <laughs> We've done the song that you were on for Eric so many times without you. We do your verse. Do you do my verse? Well, let's 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 be honest with the with the uh, with the the listeners. We live fucking six hours apart, so it's not like we can really get on each other. Yeah, but when when you do that song, do you do my verse? Absolutely not. Again, I'm oh, trying to sell the record. Me and Dan do your verse every time, but it usually That's two involves. Of you. It usually involves something like there's usually like a moment of silence, you know, for our friend Cole that just died. Uh, and that's why he's not here to, with us tonight. <laughs> Cole's on his way here and a plane crashed into his face. And so we're doing this verse in his memory. <laughs> We've got some hair in the engine. Yeah. We're going down. Fair points all around. That's how points I want to well go. Made. Well, you said, you said, are you still looking for beats? And I said, send me something. That was like three weeks ago. No, it was more than that. Yeah, yeah so where so the fuck are they? I don't know. They're somewhere, man. Okay. I got to make some. Well, because what I, what I kept meaning to tell you in all of our email correspondences, and I don't know if this is something that you want our audience to know about you, because you do amazing work. I think it's very reasonably priced. Do you want people hitting you up to do, you know, like do album covers and shit? Kelly I mean, Kapowski they, tattoos? They can if they want. It's okay. not anything that I like actively push because I've, I mean, I'm, I don't really have a, a shortage of freelance shit to do. Um, right. So, and most of the stuff that I do is for people that I've been doing shit for for a while. So, right. doing stuff for new people isn't always the best idea because most of them are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I sat down with you to do so it was like it was like being at a car dealership you were like the most professional like smooth talking salesman i'd ever worked with well i was telling steve yesterday i think you actually i believe you were the first person to ever pay me to do any design work really yeah for uh right here here. yeah yeah the thing that blows my mind about that and i mean even to this day like the other day i was like can you do like a short instagram like 
it's quick, but there's not you're not cutting any corners. And I remember sitting down with you to do the the right here cover. It was just like, yo, like this is this dude's like a fucking complete pro at this. We did that all at uh, DJ Tone's house, right? Right. right. That's yeah. right. Shout That's out right. when he was. <laughs> we we did an out. Um, oh, I, I think that was the drunkest I've ever been out of state. That one night, I, we laid a bunch of shit down at his house. Is that the out for rapped. for dexterity? Yeah. Yeah, I was glad. I saw that came out. I actually saw him in Scheist when I and Awar when I first moved to New York in 2013, and they got they added me to a bill at New Eurekan. And at that point, I want to say Dexterity still wasn't out, um, and it dropped in 2014. I was glad to see it come out. I was, a couple dope joints on there. Actually, the whole yeah, thing's really good. But when I say a couple dope, I'm thinking of my I'm like a couple of things I had forgotten that I had done. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. came out that I was excited about. Bobby, do you have a day job? Yeah, unfortunately, it's the worst. <laughs> really, what do you do? Uh, I I work behind a desk at a hotel, and it's you know what? It's actually kind of interesting. I get to meet some complete lunatics. I can't even imagine. Yeah, seriously. And you must be able to get a lot of writing done too. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of downtime. And I do bring my uh, my my utensils to work, for sure. So it's it, it's interesting that you That's do have because I I I, I, was, <laughs> I think that clerk's on acid. It's true. <laughs> Are you sure you want the regular room or do you want the break cave deluxe? <laughs> <laughs> the brain shaped jacuzzi suite. <laughs> Well, I find like I work a similar kind of job where I'm at a desk uh, quite a bit, some days more than others. And that's where I get a lot of reading done. I'm surprised you don't read more. I feel like we should. I want to get you into reading. Don't you work in a giant library, though? Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to get reading done when you're the place you work is made out of books. Well, yeah, but the the place they don't have the books that I want to read. It's like manuals from 1947 about Navy. We're just we're just hanging on to the to the most useless shit, aren't we? (laughs) Country. Uh, They're like, don't get rid of that 1825 census. I mean, at some point, I mean, dude would be able to speak to this better than I I know I could, maybe any of us. At some point, it just makes all the sense in the world, environmentally, accessibility-wise, to just digitize everything. And I know that that's a massive undertaking. Yeah, or just burn it and start over. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the best move. I think if that does happen, a Jamaican should be standing there at the top of the (laughs) file while everything's burning and just go... (laughs) (laughs) Taking it back. Well, all right, so... I kind of I want to get into the, like uh, the difference in the different areas that we live because I mean we might as well live in somewhat three different countries basically. Steve and I are down in Maryland, about eight miles outside of D.C. Chuck's in Manhattan. Mitch and Bobby are up in Albany, New York. It's been a very violent summer down here in, in D.C. Like you know, it's like thirty percent more violent crime. I don't know what it's like been in in New York City. I know Albany. I've always felt safe up there, probably because I was with the toughest, baddest dudes on the planet. But I could see that being a pretty tough place. Like, have you guys noticed this summer's had a little bit of an uptick and that kind of shit? I don't leave the house very often, and it doesn't get violent in here, so I'm probably not the guy to ask. Thirty <laughs> percent violent crime uptick at Mitch's house. Yes, Who lives there, Mitch. Surprisingly, um, 
It's actually been less uh, chaotic than it was the past two summers. You live in kind of a chaotic neighborhood. Yeah, right? I live in a pretty wild neighborhood. Um, but it is probably the hottest week we've experienced this summer, so I'm not ruling anything out. Okay. Just literally, like the heat you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, people heat are crazy like that tends hot. to drive people to do irrational things. Definitely. There, there was a story in the Post today about two fucking like they they said both of the kids were under five feet tall so the assumption was they were less than like eight years old and they robbed somebody at fucking knife point at like two o'clock in the afternoon i'm thinking they walked up to like some like business person in northwest dc they were robbing another kid their age like what did that kid do to fuck them over that he needed to get robbed and, and, so what did he have that they wanted? I have no idea. But the, got, the point being, for to what Bobby was cards, saying, today kid. was like, was one of those days was like 95 degrees. Like, you didn't want to go outside at all. And if you did, you were probably going to end up robbing a two-year-old. <laughs> Maybe it's just hot where Jared lives in Subway. <laughs> so, kid, do you want to take your clothes off? It's like, it's hot in here, isn't it? <laughs> Run that shit. Well, you guys want some turkey? <laughs> cool you down with some lettuce Yo where are you guys Bobby, uh, Where are you guys staying When you come down to New York Next weekend uh, I'm actually not staying I'm coming back that night Because I have to attend A wedding the following day Oh wow Okay You rolling uh, You rolling with the DJ You rolling Is Mitch coming Just uh, make sure No don't a, worry Nope <laughs> 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 He said don't worry He's got like prior a f- obligations Are you, uh, you rolling with, with the DJ, DJ? White Lotus Oh word Okay nice Rich Yes Thomas sir said, What's up Thomas said, What's up I sure will. That's a, so. That's like a. Is that like a three-hour drive one way? Yeah, two and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's feasible. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Do you like? Do you get? A, I can tell you the type of dude. Like the morning you wake up, you're going into the studio that night to knock something out. You're excited. Do you get hyped for doing shows as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. Uh, no long answer to that. Yeah, I get super hyped for every show, man. That's what's up. Always. Man. That's what's up. Get a couple of drinks to kind of cure the jitters or whatever, and then, you know, it's, it's super fun to me. Yeah. I love that shit. That's what's up. I got a question for Steve. I guess Cole could answer it as well. All right. I can't figure out if that keyboard is on a stand or if it's sitting on the ground. <laughs> it's sitting on the ground. I'm trying. Yeah, from your perspective, it, I It can looks like it could that. be on a stand, yeah. too, though. Well, Trucker, you know what? I Trucker, bet if you we see moved that closer <laughs> to it, you would probably see that it's on the... Like, as I move my hand, do you get the perspective that it's on the ground? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because from where we're sitting, it probably looks like it's a little bit raised up. You never Ra- know. I work up. at a library. I know shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an illusion. All right, so... <clears throat> For people to be able to go get El Sphinx stuff, all Pig Food Records stuff, go to pigfoodrecords.com. I noticed that Brain Cave Deluxe is definitely available on Spotify. Where can people get your other stuff? Hazmat, you can find on the Pig Food Records Bandcamp page. Uh, I do have a project that I did last year with um, my buddy Sime Jesus and Big Malk. Uh, it's called Actuator. It's just the Actuator EP, which can be found on iTunes as well. Okay. Um, that's really it. That's what's up, man. Well, listen, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. All three of us have enjoyed the album Brain Cave Deluxe. We encourage Thank all you, the man. Chrome billionaires out there to give it a listen. Thank Definitely. you for that. Yeah, man. Would and you and go I out? appreciate you, you having us on the show. For sure. Absolutely, Absolutely. man. Mitch, Mitch thank you very much, man. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, let's play uh let's play one more joint while we go out. Also before we go, want to shout out friend of the show, Sloppy Joe, Slop the God. Uh did a mix of a bunch of C's Mike songs, uh composite mix, probably one of the most cohesive mixes when you think about the the overall career available for download, mixcloud.com backslash sloppy joe seventy nine. Slop and the rest in peace to rest in peace to Sean Price. This is the first time we've recorded since he passed. Peace. Mm. Peace. Peace. Rest in peace. Still doesn't seem real that that actually happened. How did he die? Have they announced it yet? I don't know. I want, that, was, that was fucking brutal. I wanted it I to be know. a joke. I was like, oh God, I really hope that Gizzy. It seemed like if anyone was going to pull it off and just come back as like Sean Moore. Right. You know, or something, then like I, I definitely lied to myself about it for a day. I was like, nah, man, he's going to come. He's going to do a joke for a month. He could have come back as Sean twice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you for checking out Chrome Bills. Subscribe, leave a comment, share with your friends and enemies. El Sphinx, do computer at Pig Food Records. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Peace, fellas. Definitely. Friday, August 28th, Basement Bar, New York City, Morgan Avenue, L Train, 249 Verrett Street for all our New York Chrome Billionaires. I'll be there in attendance checking it out for show. Let's play because we. I know we played War Pigs at one point yeah, we uh, in another episode. Let's we, play Cities of Rust? Yes, okay. absolutely. All right. Obsidian Dusk. Peace, Chrome Bills, 92. Right position and fall in your lap 
Your axe is balanced by the small of your back Orbit around, I want all of you in the palm of my hands Let's reenact the zodiac in all its splendor In the age of Aquarius, Big Bang Theory is our endeavor She cleansed her celestial body with a meteor shower Sexual prowess, vocal display of solar power and our atoms just split in passionate detachment The pouring rain crashing in Euphoric waves, the village oxidates Over the cusp of lunar, legendary Euphoric, now the rust is ruler She tied off with Orion's belt Plunged the space needle And gave me her constellation as a consolation prize Project astral while the station rise It's like it isn't enough Obsidian skies opening up I climb aboard your spaceship Cave into the lust, Godspeed over cities of rust and fires above your station. It's like it isn't enough. Obsidian skies opening up, I climb aboard your spaceship. We cave into the lust, Godspeed over cities of rust and fires above your station.